Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. This is J.P. Mosier. And we're here celebrating the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? I am doing fantastic. Uh, last night I watched a little Almost Famous. Oh, oh my goodness, love that movie! So it got me, uh, got me digging on Stillwater, and I got yes. to thinking. Okay, best fictional bands. Ooh. Where do they rank? I mean, we got oh, wow. Stillwater. Stillwater's up there. We got Steel Dragon from Rockstar. Okay. We've got. Spinal Tap. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. And then we've got the Oneaters, yep. aka the Wonders from yes. that thing you do. Those yeah. were just the ones that came to mind. Where does Still uh, Stillwater rank in your uh, in your list? Are they are they upper echelon? Are they towards the top? Well, I just so happen to have in front of me <laughs> the top twenty five greatest movie bands according to Rolling Stone, and some of them I very much agree with. Some of them I don't know. Um, but I'll give you my highlights from yeah, that Yeah, pick out the, the, the high that? points. And I want to hear what they say number one and is, if you've got obviously. more. Okay. Number one, I'll go ahead and tell you, is Spinal Tap. Okay. Okay, good. Deservedly so. Sure, the greatest fictional band of I all I can't time. argue with that at all. Number one. Uh, number 25 is Sing Street from the movie Sing Street. Have you seen? I've not seen Sing Street. Really good. If you're listening okay. out there, take a chance. It was on Netflix for a long time, but I think it went off. Okay. It's called Sing Street. Very entertaining movie. It's a What's the genre of it? It's is a, it a rock band or is it a... It's, yeah, it's like a... Um, Yes, they're a rock band. It's a it's a group of young boys, and they're all at like a um, a prep school in Ireland. Okay, and um, or it's like a Catholic school in Ireland, and it's about they they kind of form a band and all the different phases that they go through. I'll check it. Um, it's really fun movie. It's cute. The music is really good. Okay. Like it's just very well done. Um, number twenty four. How about Marvin Berry and the Starlighters? There we go. From Back, Back to the, the Future. future. There yeah, we... solid. Hey uh, Chuck, <laughs> it's your cousin, Marvin Berry. Uh, let's see. How about number 17, The Wonders from that thing you do? Okay. Yep. That's in my top five. Number 16, Sex Bob-omb from Scott Pilgrim yeah, vs. the World. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's, that's, uh, anything Michael Sarah is good. I like, uh, I like him. He's yeah. funny. Th- that's a great movie. Uh, I like this, that movie too. Any bass player that conquers the, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's so stylized and cool. and Graphics. Hits, I like it. It hits all these like nerd notes. Yeah, you know what I mean? I like that are it. just really good. In a way that weirdly something like, um. What's the, what's the big show on CBS? The Big Bang Theory. Okay, like their whole thing is like trying to appeal to nerds, but it doesn't. It's never connected with me. I've never laughed at that show. I've never thought it's funny. And we are self uh, self acclaimed nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Scott Pilgrim does that the right way. Yeah, like I feel like That's they good. really nailed That's good it. Phrasing. Uh, number thirteen, the Soggy Bottom Boys from yeah, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I never really got into that movie. That oh wasn't, yeah, wasn't my thing. I, I uh, number twelve. This is a sleeper, but this is a good pick. This is a good pick. Sonic Death Monkey. From High Fidelity. Okay, yeah. High, John Fidelity. Cusack, Jack He's Black. Jack Black in it yeah. at a record store. That's right. Yeah. They were going to be called Kathleen Turner Overdrive, <laughs> but they went with Sonic Death Monkey. Actually, no, they started as Sonic Death Monkey, then they went to Kathleen Turner Overdrive, then they became Barry Jive and the Uptown Five by the end of the movie. So, um, yeah, let them riot. We're Sonic freaking Death Monkey. Um, let's see. The Barden Bellas made the list uh, from Pitch Perfect. I haven't seen any of the Pitch Perfect movies. Oh, they're they're fun. They're good. Uh, the School of Rock band. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem from the Muppet movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's solid. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're getting to the top ten here. Um, number six. This is a good. I don't know that I necessarily would have gone here, but Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes from Star Wars. 
the Cantina Band. Oh, the Cantina Band. band. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Cantina Band, not, not to be confused with the Katinas. No, not, no two different, different bands, two different genres. Both have one song. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, number five. Now this is this is interesting because I almost said this uh, when you when you first mentioned Spinal Tap. I almost mentioned the Folksman. Is that um, from Like a Mighty Wind? Is the Folk, yes, from Like a Mighty Wind. And uh, bonus, if you love the if you love Like a Mighty Wind and you love Spinal Tap, you owe it to to find yourself the uh, reunion concert of Spinal Tap from like 1992 when they did their album Break Like the Wind they did like a reunion concert and you can find it on like bootleg DVD I think is about the only way to get it now I had it on VHS and then it had it on like a a mono DVD mix which is not as good but whatever you still gonna get it <clears throat> and uh, in that concert they have an opening act that they do a little sketch at the beginning of the show and it's the Folksman okay. and they're supposed to be the opening act for Spinal Tap <laughs> so they and they're, open they're rehearsing a song and um, and the, their like stage manager basically says, "Listen, this crowd's going to tear you apart. They're here to sure. see Spinal Tap. Why don't you just call it a night?" You know. And uh, so, but and that was before Like a Mighty Wind. You know, long before oh, Like cool. a Mighty Wind came out. So you get the first sort of appearance of the Folksman there. That's in that. neat. Uh, number four, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I don't know what that is. I haven't seen it from the movie Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, number three, Stillwater. Okay, almost. At least famous. they made the top five. That's good. Number one, Spinal Tap. This is number Spinal two. Tap. Number two. You got any guesses? I don't. One it. more fictional band. It, it makes total sense. It absolutely belongs here at number two. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, Blues Brothers. Yes. Shut up. Yes. I'm wearing a freaking Blues Brothers t-shirt. <laughs> yes, you underneath. are. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's weird. JP just started taking off his I clothes. I taking like, off my shirt. <laughs> underneath, I'm wearing a Blues Brothers t-shirt, and I didn't even put them in my top five. <laughs> My goodness. That's oh, hilarious. Man. You were just like, oh my gosh, and you start unbuttoning Take your shirt. shirt. I was like, did he get a bug fly in there or something? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. We'll okay. post the picture later of me uh, showing my Blues Brothers shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, of course, today, after all this talk about fictional bands, we're talking about Tom Petty. That's right. <laughs> I mean, not uh, of the Heartbreakers, but this not a Heartbreakers tune. Nope, not a Heartbreakers tune. This is from his first album as a non-Heartbreaker, um, the album Full Moon Fever in 1989. And the song, of course, if you're going Tom Petty, you got to start with Free Fallin'. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus in America too. She's a good girl, is crazy about Elvis, loves horses and her boyfriend too. And it's a long I'm a bad boy Cause I don't even miss her I'm a bad boy For breaking her heart Vampire 
vampires. <laughs> yeah. So Tom Petty, um, for me, was that artist that when I was younger, even up through high school and college, I hated. I hated Tom Petty. <laughs> I hated this song. I hated all the songs. I didn't like any Tom Petty okay. whatsoever. And then I don't know. I, like It was like I hit 30 and I went. I can, I I'm down it. with some Tom Petty. Guy. It started. It started with like, "Don't come around here no more." It was so uh-huh. kind of cool and weird sounding. And then I just started like <laughs> listening to the greatest hits, and I was like, "What was my problem? <laughs> I don't understand where I went <laughs> wrong." So, and which I, we had, a, I had a conversation online with somebody who's part of our sort of uh, our Facebook group, um, which is called uh, "Great Songs and the Great People Who Love Them Greatly." If you ever want to find us on Facebook, we just talk about music all the time. Um, but I was talking about Bruce Springsteen in the same way. I have I have the same feeling toward Bruce Springsteen, but I've yet to come around on him. And I give him chance after still chance hope after for chance. You. I'm a Springsteen yes. fan, so Bru- we're hoping that we can convert Rob. Bruce Springsteen, to me, is like Strawberry Yoohoo. Strawberry Yoohoo, I go every few years, and I just give it a chance. You know what I mean? Once every two <laughs> years, like I go buy a Strawberry Yoohoo, because Yoohoo is delicious. And, and strawberries is amazing. are delicious. And strawberries are delicious. So strawberry Yoohoo should be amazing. And it just sucks. It's just <laughs> awful. I hate it every time. I'm always disappointed. Um, and I kind of feel the same way about Bruce Springsteen. I, he doesn't suck. I realize he's really great at what he does. I just don't like what he does. Some, But somebody's out there buying strawberry Yoohoo because they've been right. making it for God knows how long. I bet Bruce String, Springsteen drinks Strawberry you probably it's probably it seems a little little too fruity for him. He probably just drinks. He drinks motor oil. Yeah, he drinks kerosene. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he drinks cigarette smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, Tom Petty, but Tom Petty, I I came around on you know, and now I just love it. And even this album, I'd never listened to in its entirety. I was a greatest hits Mm -hmm. you know guy, Um, but man, in you know prepping for this, I I listened to it and. It could have been, there could have been more hits from this album. Mm-hmm. Like there were several and we'll talk about that. Sure. But um, it could have been bigger even than it was. Um, so I, good on you, Tom Petty. You got me. I don't know. It took 30 years, um, but but you got me. Um, this song is from the album Full Moon Fever, which is Tom Petty's first album, Sans uh, Heartbreakers. Although several of the Heartbreakers played yeah, on they, it. Everybody it, except for Stan Lynch, the drummer, plays on the album. So, so. I mean, okay. I don't know what how that decision comes about. Like, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, released in 1989. This song was number seven in the United States, number 59 in the UK, uh, and it is number 179 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs. Uh, it is sandwiched between number 180, Big Stars, September Girls, that's G-U-R-L-S, and the Beach Boys, Don't Worry Baby. So uh, I feel like it's better than both of those. Yeah. But, hey, who am I? You know, I don't work for Rolling Stone. They ain't paying me for the, my opinion, so who cares? Um, so, yeah, song credits written by Tom Petty and Jeff Lynn of ELO fame, uh, Electric Light Orchestra. Best known for uh, The Boys Are Back in Town. Don't Bring Me Down. Don't Bring Me Down. Boys Are Back in Town's Thin Lizzy. You're absolutely right. Um, you know Don't Bring Me Down? Don't Bring Me Down. Bruce. 
Is that the don't one? Don't bring me down. Oh, that don't bring me down. I yeah, think, that's the one. Same, same song. song. Okay, yeah. yeah. Same song. I don't know any of the words. Don't bring me so, down. Yeah. That's it. Okay. The yellow. All right. Yeah. Don't bring me down. Jeff Lynn, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for stopping by. I always think that one part is gonna be is gonna turn into um, the ZZ Top song. Give me all your loving. Yeah, it's like the same kind of, um, you know, thing there. Anyway, Jeff Lynn, ELO. Uh, According to the liner notes in Tom Petty's playback box set, he and Jeff Lynn were playing some kind of elaborate stuff on the keyboard, um, messing around with sounds and stuff. And it all, but it all started with these three simple chords. Uh, And Lynn suggested that Tom stop all the hard stuff and just sing some words to these three chords. And so, according to Tom Petty, and he said this again in his in many interviews and in his uh, VH1 Storyteller, um, he said, you know, he just kind of blurted out. He's just trying to make him laugh, basically, and he just starts singing these like what to him were um, contrived lyrics. She's a good girl, loves her mama, loves Jesus and America too. Which really, I mean, he's just spouting out like you know, basically she's the perfect woman. Like she, everything you could perfectly ask, uh, everything you could possibly ask for from a girl. She is. Um, so kind of just to make uh, Jeff Lynn smile and they kind of kept going from there. Jeff Lynn was like, yeah, man, that's good. Just, just do it. Do, do that. And he's like, do what? It's like that. What you got is great. Don't, don't, don't change a thing. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Killed it. Um, and so uh, Petty says that it was, uh, it was uh, Jeff Lynn who came up with the title. Um, but it took him a little while before he figured out the best way to sing the phrase. And, uh, I think the way that he reveals the phrase is part of the, part of the genius of the song. Like, um, <clears throat> this song has, I feel like there are three surprises in this song, um, to me. Okay. Okay. So ba- basically what, what we have here is, um, like this, the song is about my, my take. I, you may, you may disagree. Okay. My take on the song is that it's essentially about being in denial, right? It's realizing that this guy has done this girl wrong and he's driving around just thinking about what a turd he is and trying to convince himself that he's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, and here's how, here's kind of how I arrive at that. There, there are three surprises in this song to me. Lyrically, it starts out like a straight up love song, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just gushing about this girl. The first verse is all positive. Um, you know what I mean? This girl is amazing. This girl mm-hmm. is the ideal. She's the queen. And then, um, and then it goes straight into the second verse. It doesn't, doesn't do the chorus yet. So you get straight into the second verse and that's when you realize surprise number one, it's a breakup track, right? Um, I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart, right? She's amazing. She's the best. And Oh, I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. Second surprise kicks in in the chorus. Now I'm free. So you go, oh, oh wow, he broke her heart and he doesn't even care. Yeah, he's good. Like, he's, he's happy. Get get your leather jacket and your, you know, uh, whatever, your 60-whatever Corvette with the top down out of here. Unless you look at it as she tossed him and he's falling. <laughs> right. That's kind of. And so then he says, I'm free falling. Yeah. That's surprise number three is, is. Third surprise is, oh, just kidding. I'm falling apart. Yeah, it's not, not free. Losing. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? saying that's so the it's like, surprise. The, yeah. the, think, of, think of the first time you hear this song. The problem is you don't get that as a kid. Sure. So you hear this song a million times before you can think about it So you already know it it's critically. free falling. Exactly. Falling. Like, and they're like, here's the new song, Free Falling by Tom yeah. Petty. You know, coming on KZ 106. Coming back at you. Uh, KZ 106 Gold Guard. Uh, anyway, 
<laughs> Rob has headphones into a mic and just did a killer radio. I did. It, it, was, wow. it was it was really good. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, so, but if you if you can take yourself out of the song and listen to it critically, as though you're seeing it for the first time, right? As though you don't know Darth Vader is Luke's dad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the three surprises that you get. It starts out like a love song, and then you go, ah, oh, but he dumped her. And then the first time is just, now I'm free. It's like, I finally got rid of this amazing girl. And you're like, what a jerk. And then he's like, I'm free falling. You're like, oh, okay. He feels terrible. Like, this is all about okay. him. He's wallowing in his own. I like that analyzation. Know. That's so much deeper than I would have gone with anywhere. That was good. <laughs> good job. Well, thank you. So that kudos to him for finding a way to, to you know, because it could have just said, man, I'm free falling. You know, and, and fine, but I but I think that delivery really sets it up for to to it really makes it a better song. It's not necessarily the it's the delivery of the lyric in mm-hmm. this case. You know what I mean? It's the pauses. It's interesting. The, yes. the placement. That's good. Yeah, the the placement, the cadence of it is um, is really cool. So, as a matter of fact, this um this song can almost be summarized. And I just thought about this today, like right before we tape. This song can almost be summarized. Um, by a six-second Vine clip. You remember Vine? Oh, like yeah. The app? It was R.I.P. Vine. I love you. I miss you every day. Um, but this is there's a six-second Vine clip um, by probably the cutest Viner on earth. Um, her name is Chuni, and it goes like this. Hey, how you doing? Well, I'm doing just fine. I lied. I'm dying inside. Hey, <laughs> how you doing? Well, I'm doing just fine. I lied. I'm dying inside. It's the, it's the cutest little song in the world, and she's just this adorable, um, adorable young lady. Um, and uh, I, but I think that about yeah, says that, like that really song. kind of runs the gamut of, of yeah. free falling in a six seven second uh, wrap up. I think this will be a good segue into the cover section because taking all we learned about the fir- the way it's written, have you seen the Jimmy Fallon Kevin Bacon first drafts of rock on this? No, I don't um, even know what that is. Okay, they do Jimmy Fallon is. I'm just we're just gonna watch it and okay. listen to it. You don't have to watch it to get what we're going with this. It's a, I say we listen to at least a verse or two, okay, because yeah. of where it goes. Okay, let's it's, do it, and then we can talk about it. Check it out. Absolutely, let's check it out. Right after a word from the World Car of the Year, <laughs> North American Utility Car of the Year, Ars Technica Best New SUV. <laughs> That's right. We're talking about it's winning over the world. Our idea of luxury, Volvo. <laughs> She's a good girl, crazy about Elvis, loves horses, and a boyfriend too. Okay, so that's aside from the double horse reference, that's right, yeah. but wait, it's they, a. They took Jesus out of the Here we go. Horses, <laughs> and she also loves rainbows, she loves flowers, and horses too. <laughs> she likes football. But she really loves horses. <laughs> yeah, those horses. She really, really loves. <laughs> so we'll give it one more verse just to. But if there's one thing she loves most about horses, <laughs> is that they're horses. 
that's the one thing. <laughs> so just to be clear, she's a fan of the horse. <laughs> she loves horses. La-dee-da-dee-da. She takes horses. Okay, oh my so gosh. it's, it's yeah, verses and verses upon verses about horses. <laughs> that's uh, they finally resolve it big with free horses, wow, but so it's uh, free horses. Yeah, it's pretty. pretty so fun. basically, the original draft was she's an equestrian, and and yeah, big 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 fan of the horses. But there are some really good other good covers. Uh, the John Mayer cover is the one that's probably the one that is played the most. I would think. Yeah. It's, well, his live cover uh, put the song back on the charts. It recharted this song at number fifty one in two thousand eight. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. When it, it's not like he released it as a single. Sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Let's, uh, why don't we take a listen to. Take a gander. Uh, we'll, we'll do some covered listening. John Mayer's cover of Free Falling. She's a good girl. Bells and marble. Loves Jesus. And America too. She's a good girl. Crazy about else. Those horses and a boyfriend too, yeah, yeah. And I'm free. Good free melody falling, change. Falling. Now I'm free. Free falling, falling. Yeah, that's pretty solid. That is, uh, that's pretty solid. I mentioned at, at when that first came out, I was still in my I don't like John Mayer phase. Sure. Originally, I did not like him because he was too close to my age, and and I felt like we were comparable enough in style that like I could have been him. Like <laughs> I've since come to realize that's probably not true, but um, I, I carried that grudge against John Mayer for <laughs> far too long. So when this originally came out, I was like, ah, John Mayer, ah, who cares? I came around. Some other good uh, covers. Keith Urban's got one. It's pretty true to the original. Um, a girl named Haley Klinkhammer does my favorite version of a female cover of this, which I was a little nervous to check out a female doing it. But I think she does it pretty good justice. If you want to take a sampling, you can. We can just take a 10, 15-second clip of it. See Absolutely. what you think. Haley, Haley Klinkhammer. Klinkhammer. Free falling. walking through the valley. Country strong, country man. country strong. Yeah, I think the most creative is the Ben Rector version, which mm. he plays all these things around his house with a loop. So he does the percussion part on like his counter. He does it's neat. Oh, that's so cool. we that's don't have to. You can listen to it a little bit if yeah, you want. Yeah, might as well. Just Let's to give a sample, like maybe get towards the end of it where it's all kind of kicked in together, or you can see how he gets there. It's kind of lengthy um, because it takes a minute because he lays down the the loop on like his own counter. There and he plays piano on it and does some other things. It's it's pretty neat. Cool, yeah. Let's check it out. Here's Ben Rector's version of Free Falling. That's all I got. After this ad from Xbox One, <laughs> the preview is over. Shh. I'm sneaking. Now it's anyone's game. That guy just got hit by a car. <laughs> 
Well, the setup and the delivery on it on the video is pretty neat. Yeah, I see what he's doing there. I kind of hate it, but I see what he's doing. <laughs> I get it, but it's so slow. It's oh, slow. Man, it's slow. It's slow. And I just don't really like and it. And I've heard, and I think if we'd have played it early, we'd been like, okay, that's neat. But we heard two or three pretty, pretty good solid co- yeah. and good different arrangements, like different. The John Mayer seems to me like a completely different song. Yeah, almost. I mean, it it's feels like a completely different, different song, yeah. different vibe, so. Yeah. Interesting. Well, okay. All right. Now I feel like I want to hear Tom Petty's version again. <laughs> uh, reset. Okay. Let's uh, let's get into the music theory on this uh, song, of which there is basically none. Uh, we're in the key of F, and there are three chords, and they play the entire song. Yep. It is F, B flat, B flat, F, C, mm. and that's it. Congratulations, you now know how to play All a Free Fallen by Tom Petty. And yet somehow it's still interesting. Yeah. Uh, First chorus, you know, it's all the same. Yeah. A lot of uh, nice, chimey, clean guitar sounds for the most part. There's one little kind of distorted thing later that's a little, you know, overdriven or whatever. But uh, Rick and Backer 12 string, I believe. It is a 12 played string. On. Um, and me and Rob were talking because we watched the, or were listening to the Storyteller's version of his, and I was wondering if he played it. Capote on the third fret and plays in the key of D or on the first fret and plays in the key of E because there's basically just a couple of guitar parts, but right. it's easy. Yeah. Like it's super, super simple. simple. Yeah. And a capo, for those of you who don't know, oh, I yeah. don't think Thanks. we've ever really talked about a capo talk, on the show before. I think we talked about it on the Spinal Tap episode. With the, oh, that's true. But okay. Yes. Give it a, but it, uh, a capo is, a, is a little thing. If you've ever seen a, a guitar player, especially acoustic guitar players tend to use them more frequently. Um, it's a little like a bar. It started out as a bar. Now it has a handle on it usually that you put across your guitar frets. Um, to allow you to play, there's only a certain number of quote-unquote open chords that you can play on the guitar without having to do what's called a bar chord, where you make a bar with your finger. Um, well, you can use what's called a capo, and it kind of allows you to to, to get a fresh... Um, the, the thing that stops your strings at the top of the guitar is called a nut, and uh, you can it allows you to sort of give yourself a, a mobile nut at the top of the guitar. And so you can play open chords in different keys than you would normally be able to, um, without having to use your finger to do it. And you can still get nice, clean, open. Open chords tend to ring out more, and they're just a little bit more um, pretty than using a, what's keyboard, called a bar chord. For you keyboard players, it'd be like hitting key transpose exactly. plus one yes. or plus two or something like that on yeah, your yeah, keyboard yeah. so you can keep playing in C or wherever you're comfortable. Right, correct. Um, so that's the music theory. That's the theory. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, meet the band. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Hey! So we're going to talk about the uh, the band that played on Free Fallen. Um, as we mentioned, uh, several members of the Heartbreakers played on here. Uh, Tom Petty, vocals and 12-string, dropped out of high school to join a band at the age of 17. Um, had Good all call. Yeah, I know. I recommend it. Brilliance. Um, had all kinds of financial troubles. He sold 100% of his royalty rights for $10,000 early in his career. Bankruptcy in 79, lost his house and all his possessions in an arson fire. Um, His wife of 22 years uh, left him, got hooked on heroin, all kinds of troubles. Uh, Joined the Traveling Wilburys by accident. Man, we need to talk about the Traveling Wilburys. Give me a second to talk about them. Absolutely. For those of y'all that know who the Traveling Wilburys are, um, had a... Bob Dylan, uh, Jeff Lynn, Roy Orbison, George Harrison, mm-hmm. and Tom Petty. I mean, that's power group to its finest. Come on um, now. Probably Handle with Care, I guess, would be probably their biggest hit. 
Um, he yeah, he joined the traveling Blueberries by accident. Uh, George Harrison left his guitar at Tom Petty's house. He went to pick up his guitar. He when that happens. Yeah, he went to pick up his guitar, and he was like, "Hey, you want to join me?" So he did. Wow. So how cool is that? Just they traveled in, together as Wilberry. They did. They did. Uh, the person that taught Tom Petty how to play guitar, Don Felder, guitar player for the Eagles. For the Eagles. Plays uh, one of the two solos on Hotel California. Interesting. Um, got kicked out of the Eagles. He did. Come on now. Womp, womp, womp. Do better, Felder. <laughs> he got, uh, he did get 12.5% of the royalties for Sam Smith's song, Stay With Me. As it was so similar to "I Won't Back Down," yep. another big, another big Tom Petty hit. Uh, married to Jane Benio there for a while. And the only reason I bring that up is uh, Jane told a mutual friend uh, that she met uh, Tom Petty at the age of seventeen, which that mutual friend was Stevie Nicks, oh. and it inspired that song. Wow, that age of seventeen is inspired that? by by the uh, the Tom Petty Jane Benio relationship. Interesting. Um, that's the Just Like the White Winged Dove song for those of y'all that are big Stevie Nicks fans. Mm. Um, on electric guitar, electric guitar and six-string acoustic, Mike Campbell, um, aside from all the heartbreaker stuff, he wrote Running Down the Dream, um, but he played guitar on Don Henley's Boys of Summer, so that riff that I like. Really? And he does the cool chords on Heart of the Matter, the other Don Henley song. Oh, so, man. Which are great. Wow, he just became one of my favorite yeah, guitar players. Mike Campbell. Should we play a little of those riffs or oh, save them man. for another day? I was just going to talk about, I think the, the, the common thread among all these things is that he gets, they, they talk about this, uh, Tom Petty was talking about, that he and Mike Campbell have a sound that they make Together, he said, um, he said, it doesn't necessarily happen when we play with other people, but there's something the two of us instinctively do. It's about the way our chords ring or their voicings. Like they play these very, it's not that they play atypical voicings or anything, but, um, but he said when they, especially when they work together, um, that, uh, they've learned to use it to their advantage and it gives them a particular, and it's true. I've always thought like Tom Petty has a particular sound. The Heartbreakers have a particular sure. sound. And it's not because of their... It's not flashy. It's not standout. It's just... No. It, it's not like a classic tone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You wouldn't go, give me that Tom Petty tone necessarily. Not an edge tone or... A- right. Like you think of, yeah, like, yes, the edge. You think of like, you know, early Van Halen has mm-hmm. that that sound that people like, you know, really try to get and stuff like that. It's not like that. You're not buying pedals and whatever to try to sound like Tom Petty's guitars, but it is a sound that is kind of unique to them. It's a little bit middle era Beatlesy, you know, it's, it's a little bit, um, it's kind of dry. Yeah. It's dry and it's clean, but it's chimey and it's, but it's of modern rock. There's not really much out there that's doing it there. You know, there are people who you listen to it and you go, Oh, they're going for a Beatles sound. Sure. And that's not what I think when, I, you know, that's the kind of the closest thing I would get it. You know what I mean? You'd have, but they weren't um, trying to be the Beatles. Is, is right. I mean. Yeah. It's a, it's a rock thing, but it's, it's mostly a lot of it is clean. Now running down a dream's got a killer, yeah, yeah. you know, distorted, whatever, but, but a lot of it is, it's just, it's clean, but it's, you, you know, when you hear it, like that sounds like the heartbreakers, mm-hmm. which is weird. Cause it's just. You know, it's like Telecasters and, you know, Vox acoustic, AC30s. And acoustic guitars. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, cool. Um, he Back to Mike Campbell. He now currently uh, is with Neil Finn of Crowded House, um, who you guys would know, um, Don't Dream It's Over. Um, but the most recent thing he's done that may, will make you smile 
is he's one of the two guys that replaced Lindsey Buckingham in Fleetwood Mac oh. on guitar. So he just got another star in his crown wow. because sure he did. got Lindsey Buckingham out of there. <laughs> um, and he was in an early Petty band called Mud Crutch. Um, before the Heartbreakers, Petty was in a band called Mud Crutch. And he was asked to join that band by uh, the drummer, who was his roommate, Randall Marsh, who they eventually kicked out of the band. So he got them in, and then the, uh, the roommate was out. Um, on backing vocals and bass guitar, the aforementioned Jeff Lynn, co-founder of ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, founded that with Roy Wood. Um, he co-produced all the, um, uh, the Beatles anthology tracks, The Real Love and okay. The Free as a Bird. Yeah. So he's mainly known as a producer. He's produced all kinds of people. Um, he did the McCartney Flaming Pie album. Ringo Starr, Bonnie Raitt, Joe Cocker, Three Dog Night, and actually John Mayer, Where the Light Is, he produced that. So There you go. Big producer. Um, on drums, Phil Jones uh, with Randy Newman, Roy Orbison, uh, Johnny Winters. Um, but the most important thing I think you'll hear, it's one that we've mentioned before. He plays percussion on the Rembrandt's theme. Oh. I'll be there for you. Yeah. I really thought you were going to go Jerry Rafferty Oh, man, on me. sorry. Sorry I didn't, didn't <laughs> really end with Jerry Rafferty. Um, but that's the uh, that's the meet the band section. Awesome. Of, uh, it's pretty simple because it's pretty cut and dry. Just yeah, to, and you know it's that's what that's that's the, that's the heartbreakers, song. man. Yeah. It's like it's cut and dry, it's straightforward. Yep. They're not hiding anything. This, they're a rock band. This is who we are. You know, we got these songs. Hey, cool, check it out. Um, maybe that's why I missed them when I was younger. You know, I was looking for like some flash Something or to stand whatever. out. Because you know, Mike Campbell. There are guitar solos in Heartbreaker songs, I can't, Tom Petty songs. I can't sing one back to you. I can sing them because they're, a lot of them kind of hinge around one note. Okay. His playing is really simple. Okay. Uh, I think of the, um, you know, now Free Falling doesn't really have a solo. It's got a kind of a breakdown section where the electric guitar is just playing bar chords. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 you know, kind of toward the middle. But I think of like Running Down a Dream. Maybe or, I Won't Back Down. You I mean, can, yeah. A lot of his, it'll it'll just start on one note, like the root, you know that kind of thing. Like uh, even uh, what's the one from like the mid '90s? You don't know how it feels. Yeah, it's like the same kind of thing. So, but it serves the song. He, I, I read a thing with him where he said, "My goal is not." He's like, I, "Why would I try to be Eric Clapton? Why would I try to be Jimi Hendrix? Nobody's going to do it as well as them. Nobody's going to do it better than them." I'm just going to try and serve the song and kind of, you know, bring what I can to it. I'm not going to try and light the world on fire. That's good. He knows, it, he knows his role. Yeah. Like he's fine. He's, and he's comfortable. You have to Com- be really good. comfortable in your own skin to try and not overplay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially as a lead guitar player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Play the lead. You want to blaze, man. You want to get the chicks, you know, mm-hmm. you like, uh, but he is just, Hey man, here's my, you know, here, I'm going to keep it kind of on these top three strings and, Maybe four or five notes total in this song, which is, by the way, double standard on my part because that's the same kind of thing that I vilify. Um, um, what's the What's the band that I absolutely hate? How's it gonna be? Oh, Third Eye uh, Blind. Third Eye Blind. That's the, the exact thing that I vilify them for is having simple melodies that are yeah. just four or five notes. Yeah. That is a but that's the way. That's the way. Yeah, I can't stand it. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's because I don't want to hear that as the main melody of the song but i can deal with it as his you know simplistic solo playing um but maybe i also just have a double standard who cares i'm hosting this show and you're not let's deal with it (sighs) uh interesting stuff about this album um it was originally he he was kind of between 
um, label. He wasn't between labels. He was, but he took the song to his label. This was going to be his first solo quote unquote record, even though it had all the heartbreakers on it. Um, and it was one of those things we've talked about a couple of times where the label said, I don't hear a hit. The, the head of the label was like, I'm not hearing a hit. You know, I don't think this album is going to work. And, um, and so what happened is, um, he got an offer in the meantime from the head of another label who was like, if they don't want it, I'll take it. You know what I mean? If you can get out of your contract or you want to bring it to, to us, we'll put it out. I believe in this. And, um, so in the meantime, the, um, the head of the, of the, his original label got removed, uh, got, I don't think it fired, I think. And, um, the new label guy, you know, put it out and it's got, it's full of, you know, it's full of bangers. Um, it's got free falling. I won't back down, uh, running down a dream, which are all huge, like, you know, greatest hits of his. It's got another couple songs on it that, that if he had released them probably could have been hits as singles too. Um, so it just goes to show you, like, if you, I don't know, like if you believe in what you're doing, don't let one no deter you. You know what I mean? And then later he did, uh, switch labels, I think to the other, you know, to the other, um, guys labeled down the road. But um, it's just really interesting. Like they, you would think the head of a record label, I don't know, is kind of trustworthy with their opinion. Like that's part of what they do. But I don't know if eventually people just sort of run their course. You know what I mean? Yeah, as, that makes sense. As like, okay, mo- like music is passing me by as far as my taste mm-hmm. being current. Being cool you know I mean? now. Like yeah. I don't, my taste in music is not current. You know, and mm-hmm. I and I know that, but I'm also not the head of a record label. Sure, you know what I'm saying. With that's not your full time yeah. job to it, go out and your taste to generate revenue, right? And do that. And, yeah. So you know, don't let somebody's no convince you that you're the worst, that you're not good at something that you know you're good at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's he good. knew, like he knew these songs were good. And I think there's there's part of the story where I think what happened is he was at George Harrison's house and and he and George Harrison played free falling. That's what it is. And the head of this other label heard the song and went, God, this guy's smoking crack. If he doesn't think this is good, you know what I mean? So he tries to like slide into the DMS and get Tom Petty to, to release the album under their, um, under their label. So you just need to have friends like, uh, friends to the level of George Harrison and Bob Dylan and you'll be fine. Hang out with Roy Orbison and you're going to be okay. I know, right. You're going to be okay. Anything you want, you got it. Yeah. Um, Shouts out to Roy Orbison, R.I.P. R.I.P. Your sunglasses are the coolest and the darkest. Um, Jeff Lynn's aren't bad either. He rocks some pretty good sunglasses. Yeah, okay. The, the bigger sunglasses. JP's a big sunglasses guy. I, I am a sunglasses if guy. You, if you, if pretty much if you see JP on any given day, he's going to be wearing sunglasses. And probably not the same pair you saw him with last time. I do like he, sunglasses. I like free sunglasses yeah. at all those events that you get when you go and it's like, sign here. And then you put in a fake email address <laughs> and a fake name and then you get the free sunglasses. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. A um, couple other notes on this song. Um, Tom Petty performed this song along with Running Down a Dream with the Heartbreakers on Saturday Night Live uh, when they were the musical guests on May 20th, 1989. Their record company, MCA, wanted them to play I Won't Back Down, which was out as a single and climbing the charts. But Tom Petty said, forget that. I'm going to play what I want to play, which is ironic. That he didn't back down. That he, yes. Like, <laughs> and he played free ball. Yeah. So he was like, nah, I'm going to just... <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and do what I want. So, uh, you know, shouts out, man. You know, I've, I just, the more I think about it, the more I feel like Tom Petty just really believes in himself. That's like, right. I don't know if he's arrogant or what, or if he just really has a strong sense of, uh, you know, self-assurance. Either that or he just really just doesn't care about anybody else. True. Well, 
cared. Yeah. And we specifically picked this episode for this week sure. to do as a tribute because a year ago to this week it was the passing yes. of Tom Petty. So Yes. Rest in peace, Tom. Uh, I, hope, I hope you are at eternal rest. Uh, we lost a good one when, when we lost Tom Petty. I didn't appreciate him soon enough, doggone it. I should have, I should have gotten on this train sooner um, so that I could have, um, you know, I don't know. Seen mo- him in concert. Mourned more when he died, maybe. Yeah, maybe seen him in concert. You know, now, now that's not going to happen. Um, so now I'll have to find some crappy Tom Petty cover band. Oh, you man. know what I mean? Some guy in a bad wig. He's good, girl. Maybe I'll start my own. Crazy about Elvis. Oh, there you go. I feel you can go I'm, see Kevin Bacon as Tom Petty. He, he did. He, he was did pretty a good. Pretty good, Tom Petty. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Um, you got anything else on this song? I'm I'm tapped. I'm in. Man, I'm I'm free falling. You know. Um, okay. Well, then, thank you in guys that for case, hanging out with us. This dude, is always fun. Like seriously, you guys are awesome. You're the best. Uh, find us on Twitter at Great Song Pod. You can find me at Worship Nerd. You can find JP at Penny Trader Ten. But thanks so much for listening wherever you are. iTunes, Stitcher. Podbean, Spotify. Thanks so much for hanging out. Uh, we'll hope to bring you something else next week that you're going to love just as much as you did this one. Yeah, keep uh, keep suggesting stuff too. We really like that, and we really do listen to what you guys say and yeah. take in some of these that we've done recently have been requests, and we we promise we'll try our best to get around to the ones that we like that y'all request. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and do, and do what we can. Going to hit some deep dives. Hopefully, got some more interviews coming your way. Uh, you know, pretty soon. So, uh, and find us on Facebook. We've got a Facebook group now that's called great songs and the great people who love them greatly. Uh, and it's just a, it's just a forum for talking about music, talking about stuff we like. And, uh, it's really just an extension of the show. So, uh, we'd hope to see you on there. Follow us on Twitter at great song pod. And until next time, we will see you later. I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music. <laughs>